Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Get all your wrestling news there, your podcasts, your photos, your videos. Have a little Andre uh, Andrade Cien Almas uh, story go up this week. Have one about 205 Live and the manager. We'll talk about that briefly before we get into SmackDown. Of course, you can get your premium content over at FightfulSelect.com. Maybe this podcast isn't enough for you. We review NXT, 205 Live, the Mae Young Classic. Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, uh, Impact Wrestling, BTE, a little bit of everything over there at Fightful Select. We do things a little bit off the wall. I had a show called If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot, where I break things down. If UFC fights were a work, if WWE fight or matches were a shoot, uh, just go over to FightfulSelect.com, check that stuff out. But most importantly, Fightful.com. That's where you get your wrestling, MMA, boxing. And this is perhaps the first time ever, by the way, Alex Palowski joining us. Hello, Alex. how are you? Good. Good. Alex, this is the first time that we have ever been sponsored by a fantasy football ass kicking. Oh, wow. Alex Anderson, our champion tier level subscriber of Fightful Select, selfishly has used his plug to promote the fact that he scored over 200 points in Fightful Select Fantasy Football. And I got to admit, if he would have just told me that and not even used the plug, I may have plugged it anyway because that's a damn impressive number. I won with 74 points this week. He had over 200. So congratulations to Alex Anderson. I hope all of his players get injured. Uh, Well, maybe not, but... I hope they all decide to retire. I don't want to wish pain upon anybody. But this show brought to you by Fightful Select Fantasy Football and the subsequent ass-kicking that Alex Anderson laid down. I mentioned I had a little bit of news on the 205 Live uh, guys showing up on uh, WWE programming. Alex, as we've noted on the Raw podcast, Drew Gulak showed up in a beatdown. Drake Maverick shows up as the managers of Authors of Pain, who are now internally referred to simply as AOP, I'm told. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know what that stands for in a little bit. Also, one Leo Rush showed up on the show as a second to Bobby Lashley. Now, I'm told that it's pretty much in line with what I told you last night on the podcast, Alex. Several people that I said uh, or talked to said that this was WWE's way of maximizing the return on their investment they have made in several of these guys on 205 Live because quite often uh, these guys are working six or less dates a month and they thought, 
hey, how can we get a little bit more out of them? Also, people on the inside of WWE have been pushing Vince McMahon to utilize managers or at least mouthpieces more and more to help floundering acts. Like, as much as Vince McMahon wants everybody to be able to speak for themselves, there has been a push within the company to utilize others to talk for for these guys who maybe can't do it as well. And this seems to be a way that Vince McMahon is dipping his toes into the water by giving uh, 205 Live guys a chance. And if you're paying them to be there, you might as well let them be there. Because, Alex, they don't bring most of these guys to Raw anymore. No, they don't. Uh, so, you know, they should they should use them in some way that they can. I love Leo there's a lot of cool things you could do with other guys that are there as well. Um, Tozawa used to be part of Titus Worldwide, mm-hmm. but he's not anymore because the Cruiserweights aren't, aren't on Raw. There's no reason now that they're crossing over a little bit that he can't go back and tag with Apollo Crews for a bit. That'd be fun. I have a full story on this coming in the morning. I'll have that up in the weekly as well. If you all have never checked out the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, it drops every Friday morning, about a thousand words worth of exclusives. Uh, sometimes it's stuff that I publish throughout the week. Other times it's things that won't fit into an article. I talk about that on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Friday on FightfulSelect.com. Our buddies at Pro Wrestling Unlimited also cover that as well. We have SmackDown Live to talk about tonight. Jeff Hardy defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via DQ. Jeff Hardy comes out and says that Randy Orton wants to inflict a load, Alex. Yeah, that's, load of pain. Yeah, load. I don't even have Blue Chew to promote this week. That's set for Raw and listen, you boy. So uh, that was the thing I took away most from this was I was pissed that he said this tonight of all nights. Then he sings obsolete, and fewer fans are remembering that song. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is true. Uh, it, it's a weird thing. Like, it felt really bad because you could tell he was expecting a much bigger call and response, and he got like four guys. So uh, WWE has taken a big uh, piece out of Broken Universe. It's just, It's just not what it was when they when they hired these guys and that's their fault it's it's something that matt hardy and jeff hardy worked so hard to build and create and and wwe has just taken it and rendered it obsolete (laughs) quite quite ironically they have this is perhaps the, the biggest strike of irony of this signing is that jeff hardy and matt hardy were so hot outside the wwe that that WWE just had to have them back, just had to have them back, mainly so nobody else would have them. Now here we are, just a year and a half later, and Matt Hardy's not on TV. He's helping out backstage here and there. Jeff Hardy is on TV, but you really get the feeling that's coming to an end. I don't have any insight on that one way or another, whether it's coming to an end. But Alex, this is not the... the the uber popular Hardys that we saw a year and a half ago when WWE just had to have these guys. No, well, they didn't, they didn't pull the trigger early enough. I feel like if they had gone with it right from the beginning, it might've been something, but now it feels like it's, it's kind of an afterthought. Jeff Hardy's hasn't been with his brother in forever. Matt's not on, on TV anymore. It just feels weird for him to have done the obsolete thing tonight since he hasn't been brother Nero at all. Oh, really? Your connection is uh, absolute dog shit. Yeah. Reset, come back, we'll pick it up. Either way, Matt Hart or Jeff Hardy says, after tonight I'm going straight to hell, enjoy the show! Which I thought was a fantastic line. That is such a pro wrestling line and such a line that is uh, <laughs> great for, for Jeff Hardy, considering he's so weird. This match was just there. But Nakamura seemed like he was really turning it up. He turned up the heat. His strikes looked good. His kicks looked good. Even his missed kicks looked good. He utilized some really good knees and kicks, especially that rebound heel kick that Nakamura landed. Alex, Tom Phillips calls Jeff Hardy's sleeper slam a sling blade. That is not the same move. Uh, The sling blade is maybe the most overexposed move in wrestling, but that was not it. No, it's a different thing. 
He's been doing it for a lot longer than anything else has been on WWE. So I think uh, if anything, you should call this the sling blade a sleeper slam. It's been around longer. Well, I mean, it's not the same move, but no, uh, I, I understand. But it's weird that like he's been grandfathered in. Jeff Hardy yeah. was doing that 20 years ago. You know, well, there's so damn many of it. everybody does a sling blade now. I even saw Pentagon doing one and I was like, man, don't you. You got so much in the cupboards. Yeah. Why? Why go there? Yeah. Well, for all we know, he's been he was doing that in Mexico City, you know, 10 years ago. Mm, true. Nakamura nails a really smooth sliding drop kick. This follows a uh, really good whisper in the wind from Hardy. But whiffed on a few kicks and eats a twist of fate. And as Hardy's going for the swanton, Randy Orton emerges and pushes him onto the top rope, crotching him. A fine match, I thought. It, it was there. It was decent. But Nakamura's really got nothing going on right now. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Nakamura's got nothing going on and hasn't, it seems like, forever. And Seth has the Intercontinental title over on Raw, but they're not doing any of that either. Uh, so it seems like you're going into the fall with, you know, uh, these mid-card titles on guys who either can't or aren't on TV and not in the program or are being utilized in some other way where that singles title isn't necessary. So I don't know, I don't know what you do with it on Raw, but uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, has, his heel turn has gone cold. Like, you can bring him back and actually have him be, but I don't know what singles guy you feud him with. I mean, you know, actually, this is, there's, a, there's a team that I think is going to lose uh, on, on Sunday uh, that has great babyface uh, support. So either Rusev or Rusev, a babyface Rusev holding U.S. title would be a lot of fun. Or Aiden English. But I think that's somewhere you could go with this that could be a lot of fun in the fall. So Randy Orton gets his ass whipped real proper with a chair by Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy hits an old school style twist of fate where he lands on his back, then does a swanton bomb. Okay, we're building it up and Randy Orton's probably going to beat him. We'll, we'll make our predictions later on tonight. I want to know your thoughts on these promos. This AJ Styles promo of him standing outside of a, of a ring in an empty arena saying this is the house that, that he built, says that, that Joe has a family too, but really talks up the importance of this match. I like the different, uh, it was at a different setting. It wasn't out in front of a crowd because if, if you're basically conducting <laughs> an assembly to bitch about something, it doesn't go well. We were talking about this two years ago on the podcast and they made the switch. You don't see a lot of that anymore. You don't see a ton of babyface walks out to the ring with a microphone and says, usually it's Kayla Braxton or somebody like that holding the microphone up saying, how do you feel? So that's great. I love the paradigm shift. And this was a little bit more of a paradigm shift. Yeah. There's nothing inherently wrong with the promo. It, it, it made a lot of sense. It, it deepens the feud, but it it also makes me feel like AJ Styles is, it feels like he's never on the, the, the house that he built. He's not in residence there. He's, he's, you know, hanging out in the fringes, but he's not, like, the head of the household. He was there last week. Weird. He never wrestles, though. Well, I know, but it... Right, exactly. Like, he's not taking center stage. This, this Maurice versus Brie Bella is taking center stage in the go-home show of the, of the pay-per-view, not the WWE champion, which just feels... Because ah, you have a great superheated feud between him and Samoa Joe, a guy who a lot of us believe could very well be your next champion. And that's kind of a tertiary thing with two pre-tapes. Worth noting, AJ wrestled once on SmackDown Live in May, none in June, then four times in July, none in August, and hasn't at all in September. Hmm. That's, I mean, that's kind of wild. I mean, they jam-packed a lot in there in July. But, man, other than that, it's not very often. So, June, July, August, over three and a half months, a handful of matches, and several months where he just didn't wrestle at all on TV. Mainly a live event guy, I guess, but I mean, they're they're building them on TV, and I mean, that that used to be one of the issues, is that they would render it where a lot of these people wrestling wasn't special. And I can say that, uh, remember when Alexa Bliss didn't defend her title forever and wasn't didn't wrestle on TV forever? Well, when she did wrestle on pay-per-view, 
I was like, okay, I haven't seen everything that she has to offer here. So, right. And I, there, I, yeah, it depends on the person, I think, because I wouldn't complain if Seth Rollins had a barn burner IC title defense every week on Raw and then also debated on the pay per view because I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to get tired of that guy anytime soon. Now, you also could think that they're trying to hide certain people, you know, but, but they've only got a certain repertoire and that's all they can do. So, we're not going to blow that on the weekly show. Uh, with AJ, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things like he's 40 something, right? Like yeah. he's, so maybe it's like, um, you know, taking some miles off, uh, for a, for a bit, if I'm going to be holding this title for as long as it appears he's going to be, you know? And they have, they have other guys that are, I mean, Daniel Bryan's doing that from what I yeah. was told. He's, he's basically got a bonus tier into his system based on a certain number of dates that he hits yeah. over the next three years. So I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes as well. But then we have Samoa Joe reading a bedtime story, and this got polarizing reactions, uh, at least on my Twitter feed at Sean Ross Sapp and at Fightful Wrestle. It seems like the kind of a promo that that Bray Wyatt would cut, but I mean, it's hard for me to look at anything like this that Samoa Joe does and say, "Man, that sucked." I like the illustrations that went along with it. I thought those were cool. Uh, they should sell prints of those, or maybe even shirts of those. That would make sense. Yeah, but I want I want your thoughts on this because I mean, I mean you you've done a fair share of stage acting and yeah. and acting yourself. So I mean, for this type of character, how, how did that make you feel? They well, they they turned Samoa Joe into Doctor Seuss, and at face value, that's a terrible idea. But because it's Samoa Joe and he can do basically anything. He made it work. And it's one of those things where, like, you don't, there are certain things you don't want to be too good at as an actor in a repertoire, in a repertory company. Like, oh, you can do this. We'll just have you do this. Like, well, then I don't get a chance to actually do fun stuff because I'm the only one who can make this terrible stuff work. Yeah. But because of that, we're going to have you do it. And it's like, okay, great. Um, So he made it work, but that doesn't mean it was a good choice. Like, like it's Samoa Joe, man. You know, it's, uh, it's turning it's chicken, hard. chicken shit in the chicken salad. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's, that's, that's what he can do. I just, I, I, I just love him when he's murking stuff, you know, well, not rhyming about it. <laughs> up next, we got so, uh, basically chicken salad turned into chicken shit. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair defeated Sonya Deville. I, I mean, I'm, a big supporter of Sonya Deville. I love her work. I love her look. I love the gimmick. I even like her entrance. Her entrance, and some people didn't like it because of the flashing lights, but I like that they turn all of the, the side lights black and they do the wide shot. It made me look and say, do they have a different set? Like, that's mm. it, was, it was different, and I enjoyed that. Charlotte won a competition ahead of this Sunday and says Becky Lynch needs to watch. There were some positives. Uh the little things like Charlotte Flair stuffing a Sonya Deville tape down Sonya Deville, whose gimmick is that she can take you down. And Sonya getting really frustrating, uh, frustrated about that, I think, establishes that Charlotte can do that, that she can grapple. Charlotte sends us to commercial with a boot, brings us back with a back suplex, and it was downhill from there, in my estimation. Flair threw some lame-looking shots. Her moonsault. Wasn't going to hit. Didn't look like it was going to hit. And Sonya had to throw up her legs a little bit more. They weren't in sync on a spine buster from DeVille. And then when DeVille applies a triangle, Charlotte Flair tries to do a slingshot powerbomb by throwing DeVille onto the top rope and then doing a sit-down powerbomb. But instead, she basically gives Sonya whiplash, then does it mercifully this is over with the figure eight the the ring rust seems to be back let's talk about this match in general it was not pretty no no it was not did carmella carry charlotte flair (laughs) is that i'm like i don't know thinking about that and i'm like carmella had the performance of her life in that match yeah she did she really really did i mean and i always say it takes two to tango and so the other person has to be there as well. Uh, maybe maybe Charlotte and Sonya just don't work well together. I mean, that's that's always possible. There are there are always combinations where it just doesn't just doesn't feel right, doesn't click. 
Um, I I love Sonya Deville, and I wish that she hadn't been banished from TV for a while. Like I feel like, like with all the screen time that the Riot Squad gets, like they couldn't use an extra member who who loves to just f people up, who's not like a redneck turned into a Viking or a juvenile delinquent with a thing for blue popsicles, but just somebody who likes to f people up. Like I feel like Sonya Deville is wasted here on SmackDown, but will be so better utilized with that that faction over there um on raw uh i feel like she got kind of the raw deal and no 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 pun intended when she was like part of absolution with Paige, who then it fell apart because of Paige's injury obviously no fault of hers instead of being part of ruby riot's faction that is persevered through ruby's injury they've still like had that thing going so um it's it's weird because i really i i feel like sonya deville is a future women's champ um, I do too. And it's it's just it's hard to see that in a match. There's a log like jam right now. Yeah, there's a log jam there. It is. It, it is the opposite of what the situation is with a lot of the men's stuff. Like right. there are so many titles. Yeah, that yeah. you have like Rollins going for two of them. Yeah, and again, hey, you know if there's if there's women's tag titles out there, and as we say, they should float from brand to brand. When they're around the SmackDown side, you got Mandy Rose and Sung Deville who would make a great, you know, you know, tag yeah. team, uh, you know, challengers if not champions. Um, well, I th- and, think it's like, a good not- way to. Sorry about. Sorry to interrupt. I think it's a good yeah. way to make those titles special. Yes, is to make them different from everything else and have right. that ability. Right, and now I'm not going to uh, beat a dead horse here, but uh, you have all these very talented women on on your on your main card rosters. Um, and you have this all women's pay per view coming up, and you have a, you have a bunch of women who are on the roster currently who might not wind up as part of that pay per view, or might be what, just part of a battle royal as opposed to getting a real showcase because you can't write women's feuds that don't involve uh, a title or just backstabbing conniving stuff, and you would rather use people who were you know part of your roster ten fifteen years ago. So Charlotte goes and takes a selfie with fans at ringside, which I was like, initially, I was like, oh, that's unusual. Usually they that's don't. That's not they a thing that she does. Yeah. Not a thing that she does or that, that most people do because they're not supposed to. Right, right. And then she gets her wig snatched by a lady in the front row. It's Becky Lynch who attacks. And backstage, she says she's not even going to talk to an interviewer until after she wins her title back. Fine. I mean, it wasn't Fine. Becky healing on the crowd. In fact, she she became one with the crowd. Right. She's a, nothing. I'm not a woman of the people. Um, I, I did like the way she applied the armbar too. Like it looked pretty vicious. Like this is the thing I, that I always will appreciate about Charlotte. She takes the submissions of the people she works with, so it looks like it really hurts. Like no one takes a bank statement like Charlotte when she folds herself completely in half. And and this it made it really like she was fully given control of that of that arm to Becky on that uh, thing. The problem with this is it makes me feel like when you when you have somebody get over so much uh, in this beatdown thing on the on the go home show, I, I'm conditioned to feel like I'm not going to get to see that disarmor at the in the match on Sunday, and I'm really rooting for Becky in this. We will take a look on next week's post SmackDown show. People who got the uh, the leg up before, yeah, and how the result ended up. We'll we'll maybe start keeping track of that a little bit better. That'd be a good idea, and uh, it's something we can provide. So why not? Yeah, WWE Tag Title Contender Tourney. They called it a tournament. Finally, finally, didn't reference that there was one last month. Kofi Kingston backstage dressed as a white guy, pretending to interview the bar. It was funny. A couple of years ago when he did Man. it. Yeah, it's not that. funny anymore. And it's I don't think it's gonna age very well either. No. They have their their own table at ringside. Sure. Really basic back and forth stuff early, but then Aiden English tags in, and what a babyface turn means is new offense. And we got to see some of Aiden English's offense period last year because he got to do moves. Right. Now we're getting to see new ones. We got to see him do a, a cross body press. Uh, there was a running neck breaker where he barely touched Sheamus, but <laughs> Sheamus spun. 
Falling front DDT didn't work well. It was the finish that Seth Rollins was going to use a couple yeah. years ago, but it didn't do it. But that's on Sheamus. Sheamus she- fell. Sheamus took that wrong. Yeah, Sheamus took that wrong. Um, no, I'm, I've been very impressed with Aiden Lynch. I said this last week. Uh, I thought it was dead in the water after Simon Gotch got released, and I'm so proud of him for, for figuring out a way to make this singing thing work. And the thing with Rusev, it just it's just been inspired. Um, and so I really have enjoyed watching him. And I'll tell you, we'll talk about this at the end of the match. I love that his gimmick is the very best friend in the world. Yeah, it sure is. I think it's a cool thing, and I really hope they don't. They, the, the cynic part of me thinks, oh, that's only to set up the inevitable turn. But please don't. Please just let him be a great friend to Rusev until, you know, inevitably it falls apart. But not, like, because he's been, like, you know, cheating behind his back or something. Like, I want it to be them just be really great friends. They did an assisted Tope Con Hilo. People love it when I bring up that move, but it seems yeah. like it up until a couple weeks ago was happening every goddamn week on the show. But this is good. It's not something I've seen out of Aiden, so I'm glad no. that we did. Yeah. We <laughs> come back from commercial to see Rusev get a hot tag and uh, kind of a weak pop-up knee followed by a nice head kick, but Sheamus breaks up the accolade. But Aiden sacrifices himself, as you mentioned, the the best friend that anyone could have. <laughs> Eats a brogue kick, but Rusev lands a matcha kick for the win. And Rusev Day are elated. The yes. three best friends that anyone could have. And yeah. I love I the look on Lana's face, you can tell was legitimate joy. Yeah. You can tell yeah. how happy she is that her guys and her husband are getting a little pushy here. Yes. And that contributes. That yeah. helps. 100%. Um and they should be pleased. They should they they've earned it. Because those guys those guys got over by themselves. The crowd like organically fell in love with these guys when you weren't supposed to. Back when Randy Orton was a baby face and Rusev was still a heel, they came up with this Rusev day gimmick and they just wrote it. Like through 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 um <laughs> through a, a Rusev Day calendar and all this stuff, and and still WWE insisted on making them heels over and over again. Then there were tweeners, and they were heels again. And now, no, you can't deny it anymore. These guys are the crowd loves them, and I I love the idea of the New Day, who are always going to be fan favorites, versus the fan favorite um, Rusev Day. Like this match is going to steal the show if they let it on. At Hell in a Cell because there, there will be deafening New Day Rocks Rusev Day chants going back and forth because that that crowd's going to be split. They're going to love both teams, you know. Can't That's wait huge. to That's yeah, so great. Can't wait to to talk more about that later on when we make our predictions. I'm really excited to not talk much about this Oscar Naomi backstage deal. What the what was? Ah, uh, oh, wait, I get it. Oscar's English isn't great. Yeah, she doesn't. And then also, then she responds to something that that Naomi says when she finally gets it with something in Japanese. And of course, Naomi doesn't speak Japanese. Teriyaki. So she thinks she said teriyaki. I love but, teriyaki. But, but I mean, she didn't. Know. But she didn't say teriyaki. And then they go and get food. <laughs> but but Oscar's like, yeah, I guess I'm hungry. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there's such an odd couple. Oh, God so damn, weird. this show needs a laugh track. Uh, it is. I, it's it's offensive. I like, was I, watching a show the other day. I wasn't watching shit. It came yeah. on after NFL. Uh, the guy who was the comic relief in Get Out. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, funny dude, but he's got a new show. And it's shot in a very cinematic fashion. Hmm. Like not not lit to the hill, not not done in front of a studio audience, not on a set. You can tell it is like it's on scene, but it's got a laugh track applied to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn, man, I just know one day, one day before he's done, Vince McMahon's going to say, God damn it, we need a laugh track. Yeah, it's true. We uh, need to let them know when they need to laugh. They already pipe in the B team, B team, go 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 for their thing. Why not pipe in some laughter to get the get the crowd going? Um, I I pitched a while ago, um, Apollo Cruz and Akira Tozawa back when Tozawa was was part of well Tags Worldwide. 
that they would be a tag team with like a Han and Chewie gimmick. Where because Apollo Crews spent so many so much time over in Japan, he speaks Japanese. Akira speaks English. But if they only speak English, if Apollo speaks English to Akira and Akira speaks Japanese to to Apollo, they can understand each other, but we can only understand one end of the conversation. Like I think that'd be really funny. But they decided <laughs> to do that gimmick, but do it with Naomi, who speaks no Japanese, and Asuka, who doesn't really speak English, at least so we can understand a lot of it. And so that's it's not working. Like you, you can make that gimmick totally work, but just not with these two people. A newly baby faced Carmella apparently doesn't give a shit that she's not champion. Listen, everyone processes their grief in different ways. I don't think we should judge her. She's just trying to work yeah, through some I, stuff. I process my grief by getting on camera and talking about shows for an hour after them. <laughs> and I and I thank all of you, the thousands of you who watch. If you don't mind, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, share our podcast on Twitter. Your word of mouth is incredibly important to us. This is wrestling's down season. So if you don't mind, give us a little signal boost on Twitter and Facebook. That stuff really, really helps. And of course, FightfulSelect.com because ad rates are trash. I would have been in. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Incredibly unsurprised one day after I reported that Andrade Cien Almas is in the good favor of Vince McMahon that he got beat by R Truth. Because would serve you right, sir. Cutting the tops off those Nike socks. <laughs> That's right. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing to me. So <laughs> As I mentioned on Fightful.com, Andrade Cien almost kind of turned Vince McMahon's head a couple months ago by facing AJ Styles and really overperforming. I had talked to people backstage who said that guys like Authors of Pain and Andrade Cien almost sometimes Vince will see them and say, got to get them on the main roster, then won't do anything with them. Yeah. And then there are times where somebody will go to him and say, hey, it's time to bring these guys up. And he will do something with them, or he'll just forget about them again. I mean, you can you can pretty much guess the famous cases of him looking at somebody and saying, get them up here, and not doing anything with them, because most of them are Titus worldwide. Yeah. But Andrade Cien Almas really impressed Vince McMahon to the point to where he has already put a lot of trust in Andrade Cien Almas, as you can tell. But I have a full story on that, Fightful.com. FightfulWrestling.com, click the exclusives tab. Hey, it's it's good stuff. Andrade Cien almost deserves it. This match wasn't great. This this was the definition of a five out of ten match in my rating scale because it's a move. It's a match that doesn't move the scale up or down. It is a non-offensive five-minute television match where Artrude did a couple of moves. Andrade Cien almost did a couple of moves. I loved the floor routine that ended in a Pele kick at the beginning of the match. Yeah, it was nice. That was the highlight. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of those things where I was watching it, and this is something I've noticed uh, uh, a lot, um, but it really stuck out today. Back of the neck. Every move hits the guy in the back of the neck. When we can clearly see it hits him in the top of the head. And I'm wondering if that's like a reaction to like concussion panic. It is. And it's a, it's a weird thing where, like, well, we can cl- clearly see what you are telling us is a lie. So just don't lie. Don't mention where it hit him if you have to take that out. It's a weird thing that, like, irks me. Anyway, I love that move. I think it's cool. I will say that I am uh, surprised that Andrade and Zelina are not in the Mixed Max Challenge. I am, too. 
I think they're they're a natural. I think Zelina can work just as well as Lana can. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird that they decided not to have that. So, uh, maybe it'll be like an alternate in case you know something happens or whatever. But um, I, I I do I do love Andrade. It makes you wonder uh, if if it took so why it took so long for um, for McMahon to be like, oh yeah, no, let's let's, let's totally use him uh, because he didn't watch the Gargano match. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing. Yeah, you know, so uh, I don't know, but I, I'm I'm happy he's being used now. Let's yeah, absolutely. Let's get him, you know, used as much as possible. My cousin, who's close, more like a brother to me, like secretly started watching wrestling about <laughs> six, seven months ago, and was he would tell me, he'd be like, "Yeah, check out your podcasts and stuff," and I was like, "Oh shit, that's cool," and I recommended him the Almas Gargano match. I really wanted to see if it resonated with yeah. a casual wrestling fan, and it did. He was putting over how awesome it was. So, I mean, matches like that can get over and deliver. At, and everybody talks about the coveted casual fan. Well, I often I get the feeling that whatever appeals to most rest, just wrestling fans will generally appeal to people who yeah. are trying it out for the first time. Yeah. Caleb Braxton backstage introduces Miz and Maurice, but Miz wants to give Maurice the spotlight. Say what you will about the main event, but Maurice had a child five months ago. Yep. And she is in fantastic shape, technically wrestling on SmackDown and a pay-per-view this week. <laughs> technically, yes. Technically. <laughs> she says as much as well. Miz calls Brie and Brian the sure couple because they'll just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I thought that was kind of funny. The last televised singles match Maurice had on SmackDown was April 2009, a Divas title defense against Gail Kim. And any excuse to hear her theme song, I will take, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good theme song. I agree. Oh, let me tell you how good of a theme song it is. <laughs> Do you know the English translation? I, do, I don't. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to call out my, my dear friend, Sarah, who is at Flares Naya on Twitter, because she didn't get back to me. She's probably sleeping. It's like 3 a.m. in France, but I was like, hey, translate this for me. But I was able to find the translation out. Nice, nice. And if you thought Billy Kidman's was oh, something. Oh, no. <laughs> I was about if to you ask. thought Billy Kidman's was something, <laughs> here we go. Here are the lyrics. Okay. Why? Why? Why are you so beautiful? Why are you moving like this? Why are you hurting me? I'm feeling naked. Oh, yes. Why are you doing all this? Why are you telling all this? Why are you hurting me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Please be near me. I need you. I want to be inside of you. Oh, yes. I need to be inside of you. Oh, yes. I feel like this is the this these are the lyrics of whoever was targeted in the Billy Kidman song. Yes. And true. they got Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. By the end of it. Yeah. Hey, lose I, I don't know a lot of French. I've learned a little bit. Yep. Pretty sure that that's accurate. <clears throat> I don't feel as positively about that song as I did when it hit the <laughs> hit my television tonight. Mother of God. Yeah. Mother of God. So, WWE production missed Maurice's taunt. This is the equivalent of missing a Roman Reigns Superman punch. It's like the one thing of hers you gotta get. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Because let me tell you, in the era in which Maurice wrestled, that taunt made me say, <laughs> okay, she's better than most of, most of these other people. At least she has a good taunt. At least well, she understands the basic psychology of, hey, I'm supposed to be a little shit to these people. Yeah. And nobody else did at that point because yep. they had a lot of really bad workers on the roster. So Miz calls off the match after Brie Bella calls Maurice a coward. <laughs> and I didn't really like this finish. I thought the, the end of the show tonight was just back and forth garbage. Well, Brie goes back, gets Maurice, slams her on the apron. Maurice slugs Br- Brie with a huge kick, but falls on her face. 
Bree applies a yes lock and Miz violently yanks Bree out of the ring. This was uncomfortable. Yeah, this was just all. It was atrocious. Like, listen to thing. Like, somebody was if you like if you say, oh, but this is for the casual fans. No, I'm sorry. Bree and Maurice is not for the casual fan. It's for the non-fan. It's for people who watch Total Divas and be like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, these people also wrestle. I should check that out. And that's what this is. I don't. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, there wasn't even a match. Like it, like it was a few a few moves after there was some rolling out of the ring and and a, and a promo back and forth, and then you know pull like it. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I I don't know. This this is one of those things where I was so excited for this feud to continue after SummerSlam after that match they had at SummerSlam. And now I just want it to be over and I never want them to wrestle again. And, and that's, that's on them, man. Like this is just, they totally cooled off all that great heat. And I'm not saying you can't involve the women in, 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 in some way, but it has just, it felt like it's been. I'm entire- almost impressed at how WWE can fuck up a good thing. Yeah. It's just not. It ah. happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. Miz throws Brian into Bree, then throws Brian into the stairs, but Bree fights back and beats up Maurice. Brian is back throwing yes kicks, and there are these nauseating camera angles. Yeah. Cut, cut, zoom, zoom. You know the drill. You all saw my audition tape. It was bad. And then at least they ping-ponged Miz back and forth. That's it. That's the show. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I Everyone. talked about news at the beginning of this podcast, and we're just at the 38-minute mark. <laughs> Nothing happened but number no. one contenders on this show. Nothing happened. And there was no football opposite. No football. I will say that that number one contenders tag match was was a lot of fun. I liked I, it. I liked I, it. I thought, I, I thought I, Nakamura and Jeff Hardy was the best match, but yeah. it was fine. But Sure. But at least that, at least that, that the tag match had stakes to it. And it it changed. It it had told us what the card was going to be on Sunday. Great. I don't. I mean, su- Sunday is it's got a bunch of stuff. I know I'm supposed to be excited for, but I I don't know if I necessarily am. I am excited for that tag match for the SmackDown tag match. I will say that. Well, let's go ahead and make our predictions. WWE Hell in a Cell 2018. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We'll have full live coverage and discussion. If you all haven't ever tried out our comment boards. Come check them out. We have live discussion for Raw, SmackDown, Impact, NXT. And I want to grow those. I want to make you all a part of our Fightful community during the shows as well. So make sure you all come over at WWE Hell in a Cell 2018. Check out our live coverage and discussion and chat with us. I'll be there interacting with all of you. And, of course, we have our live post-show podcast. Here is the card so far, and it's not a long one. You have the New Day defending against Rusev Day, SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. New Day just won these titles. Yep. But they won them because Bludgeon Brothers, uh, Rowan of Bludgeon Brothers got hurt. True. How do you see this one ending up? Um, I think um I I think I think the New Day keeps them um but either way, like I feel like what's what's great about it is that either way the team that loses can have more tag matches and also has potential for breakout single stars in the middle, in the mid card. Like if the new day loses, I wouldn't mind seeing a big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura, like feud for the U S title. That'd be fun. You you still have Kofi and Xavier go for the tag belts. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do there. Um, I don't, I don't care who wins because I feel like the, the, the SmackDown tag division is so strong with the Usos and the bar as, Guys who are also Rans, I mean, the reason that we know the New Day is going to win is because they've already been um, they've already we've already been promoted for them at the Super Showdown between them and the Bar, so we kind of know they're going to win because they wouldn't do that and then go back on it. Like I just don't think they would. Not not in this case. Not deliberately go back on it. It just it feels wrong. I really wouldn't mind. I am not predicting it, but I wouldn't mind seeing a New Day heel turn. Ooh. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the, the lay of the land right now. Yeah. The Usos are going to be what the Usos are. Like, you're going to, and they're the, going to be super arrogant baby faces. And that's yeah. fine. And when I look at Rusev Day, I'm like, man, they're baby faces. Yeah. 
And the irony is WWE makes them less baby faceish now yeah. than when than when they were Organic. they're doing their thing. Yeah. The club probably better as baby faces. The Good Brothers, yeah, it feels they're yeah. they're just not there. So you need a strong heel team. I think Sanity can be that too, but right. they're not being utilized that way. Yeah. They're not being utilized that way. And I mean, you don't have Shelton tagging with anybody, so you need some heel depth, man. You need some right. heel depth. I really wouldn't mind a Rusev Day win and New Day heel turn. Yeah, I, I'm. I just remember not liking watching the New Day when they were heels because they didn't get to do any of their really fun stuff in the ring. Like they were not fun to watch in the ring when, when they when they were heels because they didn't get to do all that really fun stuff because they don't want you to cheer for them. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I agree with you in theory, but I'm just remembering bad New Day matches. And that's been a long time because they have they've been allowed to like, you know, tear up that tear on the house. And so I, I kind of want that. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella against the Miz and Maurice. I think Brie should tap out Maurice to set up to to put her over somebody ahead of Evolution, and it doesn't give Brian a pin back. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I f- I feel like Brie will be the legal partner at the mm-hmm. time, which means she will technically get the win. But we're definitely getting double yes locks. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely, how that's how this is working. So Brie will technically get the win, but we'll have a visual tap out of of Miz at the time. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. My prediction is Jeff Hardy will jump off something crazy, and Randy Orton will win. Yes, I hope this match goes about ten to thirteen minutes. Yes. I do not need a twenty to twenty five minute Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton match in two thousand eighteen. I wouldn't have needed it in two thousand seven either. Right. when the two were maybe at, at their best points. But I think this should be a sprint. They should really, really make this a sprint. Make it unlike any other singles Hell in a Cell match that you would expect out of these two. But I think right. Randy Orton's winning this. Randy Orton is winning it. Jeff Hardy will jump off something very tall, if not the, if not the cell itself. Uh, okay. It will not go 10 to 13 minutes. It will go 20 to 25. Yes, it will. There will be an extended rest hold, um, but I, I I have one question: Does or does not Randy Orton handcuff Jeff Hardy's earlobe to the cage? <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> like, a good spot. That's a Michael Hayes spot right there. So people I talk to say that Michael Hayes will will come in and be like, "Oh yeah, let's break that. Let's do that." I could just see him walking in and go. Being like, yeah, well, let's handcuff his goddamn earlobe to the to the ring, because oh, they love going back to that in the video packages for Ooh, it. Oh yeah, so I feel like there's going to be something having to do with that in the match, and I'm not going to be able to watch. Ooh, that, that, sick! It freaks me out every time I see sick. it. Sick. Raw Tag Team Championship: Ziggler McIntyre against the Shield. The Shield does not need to win. Rollins has the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, but I do think that Ziggler and McIntyre need to cost Rollins the title soon. Yes, I think ideally to Elias. That'd be nice. <clears throat> but I mean, they don't like to make Elias wrestle a lot. I think Ziggler and McIntyre find a way to retain. Me too. Um, I, 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 my, my personal preference is that the tag titles and the Universal Title end up with the same faction. Um, because I do feel like it's important to have one team uniformly chasing and the other team uniformly holding. Uh, I, I feel like the Monday after Hell in a Cell, Rollins comes out, does his Intercontinental Championship open challenge. Somebody like an Elias takes the bait, and Dolph and Drew cost him that, and then they'll cost him the rematch, and then the Intercontinental title is away from this this feud. Because it should be separate, so everybody else has something to go toward. Because right now it's like everything revolves everything around everything is tied up in everything. one angle, one angle, and I don't like that. So I, I, I think that Drew and Dolph should have some run with the belts. I think they can be underhanded about winning it, but they've got the best tag team finisher I've seen in forever. Let them use it to re- to retain the championships a few times before eventually the Shield takes them. I think you can build something where the shield 
takes them at, at the November pay-per-view or, or whatever, so, so Survivor Series. Yeah. You can do a lot of stuff where you can build toward it. I think that the Shield is built to chase these guys. Yeah. I think so, WWE needs to go like 1994 MLB. They got a lot of realignment to do right now. Yeah, like with yeah. tag teams, they've got like eight jobber tag teams. Yeah. Uh, a few of which have injured tag team partners. So what what can you do? But right. Like what are the colognes doing? <laughs> well, they're throwing SmackDown. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Charlotte Flair defends against Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Championship. Does Becky do it? Don't think so, and it makes me sad. I just, I just don't. I, I, I want it. I think it'd be great. Um, I, think I think there's it'd be I, great if Charlotte cheated to win. Yes, I think yes, I think that would be good to to really hammer that point home. I think there's a lot of really cool in ring storytelling they can do between these two women to to really tell a story about Becky. In the middle of the ring, maybe holding back because she remembers her friendship, and there's other things you can do there um, that can, you know, move forward. But I think Charlotte's going to win, and I think she does something underhanded. Yeah. Oh, she's the flair. She's definitely going to win underhanded. Yes. Ronda Rousey defends against Alexa Bliss. Come on. Yeah, Ronda Rousey wins this. I approach this one in my "If it were a work, if it were a shoot" podcast today, where I take a look at WWE cards and tell you who would win under pro wrestling rule sets. So, no chokes across the throat, pinfalls count, all that stuff counts. Come on, yeah, Rousey, work or a shoot. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe WWE Championship. Does Joe finally get it done? I would say yes, except for the the way they're building the feud. Makes me think the bad guy can't win by like using the guy's family against him. That just goes against everything we've ever seen in wrestling. Like that's the most dastardly thing, and you can't be rewarded for for using the man's family against him. Um, but I so want Joe to, to be WWE champ. I don't. I don't really don't care how he gets how he gets to it. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I, I do think this is going to be another great match. They had a very good match at SummerSlam. Um, <laughs> Um, Lord knows AJ's been resting up by not having any trying matches on TV. So, you know, let's 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 see them knock the, knock it out of the park again. I, I, I loved it. It, it. I talked about the Andrade Cien Almas endearing himself to Vince McMahon. AJ Styles is the best case of that. I had somebody compare the two. Yeah, they said, "Well, look at look at what happened with AJ when he started initially. He got a big pop that turned Vince's head." And now look at him, 300-plus days as champion. Yep. I think he'll hit the year mark. I do think he'll hit the, the year mark. Yeah. CM Punk was the last person to get past 300 days. Before that, Cena. Before that, Diesel. Wow. So that is reserved. The, yeah. Those The past 300 days thing, man, that is reserved. I think AJ Styles is going to find a way to win. Yeah, Roman Reigns defending against Braun Strowman in Hell in a Cell. I don't doubt that this match could be good or can be great. Yes. I love Reigns and Strowman. I think when all is said and done, it will be one of the great feuds in WWE history. Uh, however, they need to stop forcing things and just ride the wave. I wrote a column about that this week. Just ride the wave. You've got screw you money from like three different sources now. And your own network. Yeah. How do you see this one? Um, at this point, with the way that they are writing, presenting Braun, he shouldn't win it now. Like, there's no momentum for it now. Now he's coming out and being ta- doing you people promos and talking about how I do whatever I want when I want. I'm even going to beat up Mick Foley, your favorite old grandpa. Like... I I I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that Braun win. That Braun isn't the guy that I've been cheering for this you know past two years. That Braun isn't the guy who organically came out of nowhere to like lift an ambulance and stuff. Like that's a completely different guy than this guy who's just being presented as this kind of a cold fish thing. And to me, like it's they know they made a huge mistake. I feel like they know this by giving Braun the briefcase when he was super over and everyone wanted to see him 
be this thing. So that's why they had him never cash in on Brock, all this stuff. And now he finally gets to cash in, and he's going to be one of the – he is. I believe that he's going to lose. Um, he's going to be one of the guys who loses his money to bank cash in. But they're going to find all kinds of ways of, like, mitigating that by, like, having Mick Foley in there as special guest referee, and he might make a mistake or – or the, the shield will get involved. And so you know, Braun will somehow be able to still look strong, even though he's going to lose to Roman, but he's still going to lose to Roman. I mean, I don't want that necessarily to happen, but I feel like that's what's going to happen. But whatever happens is it'll be because Mick Foley makes a call in the ring to make that happen. I feel like. I agree. That's pretty much how I see it going. Guys, if this podcast isn't enough for you, we have listing your boy, our flagship show Wednesday 3 p.m. Eastern, myself, Fightful.com founder, Jimmy Van. If you haven't checked that out, you owe it to yourself to do so. We also have FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. The basic tier, just $5 a month, gets you a Fightful bumper sticker, gets you access to exclusive early news. You get access to our two Q&A shows a month at least. Our monthly retro review, review show, sometimes we do more. Any alternate commentaries that I do go up there. Fightful Photo Gallery, we have monthly outtake and behind-the-scenes footage. We have the Weekender podcast every week. I give an injury report on WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, all that stuff. I talk about the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which has a lot of exclusives, behind-the-scenes info in it. I review Lucha Underground, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Being the Elite. We have the weekly 205 Live NXT review show for Mr. Warren Hayes, who you see filling for me often here. Uh, he also is covering the May Young Classic on that weekly show. We have bi-weekly dark match commentary episodes where I call matches uh, from that, that are dark dark matches from WWE history, WCW history, uh, even TNA history. I have one with Dean Ambrose from TNA that I'm filming soon. We have the monthly If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot podcast. You all get all the members-only podcasts. One tier up at $10 a month. You get a shout-out on a podcast if you're choosing. Just let us know when. You get that goddamn paper mask that Jimmy Van likes so much. A copy of his book, Early Access to Wikipedia Fact Check, Making a Finisher, tons of articles. Jimmy Van's match archive footage with our commentary over it. Early access to the Fight for Wrestling Weekly. You get Stupid People Extended. You can submit questions for interviews that I do. Also, if you stay on for six months, you get a Fightful shirt. Then we have tiers all the way up where you can recommend retro review topics, alternate commentary topics. I had uh, somebody recommend uh, Jericho versus Benoit from Royal Rumble 01. That's a match I would never cover otherwise because I just don't watch uh, one of the guy's matches. But this guy wanted me to do it. He paid for it. So we covered it. And that got him 20, 25 minutes of me breaking down the match, talking about my memories of it, as well as providing some behind-the-scenes info on it. So make sure you all check that out. Let's hit you all with a little bit of news as we close this show. Diamond Dallas Page told Chris Van Vliet, friend of the show, very good guy, great interviewer, that he worked all in for free, said he has been offered up to $10,000 to do Diamond Cutters on indie shows, but did this one for free. Does that surprise you, Alex? Uh, no, not, not considering the lineage of the guys of the, the, the top guy who's, who's put it together. Like, I feel like it's, it's kind of something like I'm doing this for dusty. And I think, I think that's, I think that's great. Like I'm diamond. I mean, that's, that's a really cool thing that he did. I think I will say. It's the kind of guy DDP is. I can tell you, he was the first guy or one of the first to ever believe in me and sponsor one of my podcasts. So a plus dude there. Also, I found out on Rogan last week, we have the exact same taste in TV shows. He reeled off like six shows, and I was like, oh, those are like my six favorite shows. <laughs> Matt Hardy broke down the differences between Woken and Broken Matt Hardy. Well, I can tell you the difference. One has Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it, Alex. Yep, that's true. He says... <laughs> He says, there's a big quote. There's a big difference between broken Matt Hardy and woken Matt Hardy. Broken Matt Hardy has never been in WWE for sure. When I did that, I was in control of everything I wanted to do and didn't have to meet any standards such as a rating for children. And I didn't have to worry about people that were sponsors and advertisers and uh, being offended because of whatever I did or how controversial it was. And that was really cool and creatively liberating about it. At WWE, it's very different. End quote. It's true. Yes, it is. What more can you say? <laughs> you really can't. Like, 
I, I was excited there for a, for a while. They did that one compound match with him and Wyatt. And it looked like they were, they were moving more in that direction. And then nothing. And it kind of, it, it was disappointing because if there was anything Taylor made for a compound match, it was him and Wyatt versus the B team. That would have been all sorts of fun. I know Matt was pushing for it. Just didn't happen. And it's kind of sad. Speaking of Matt's pushing for things, Young Bucks were asked on Twitter if they considered bringing in Dave Batista for All In. Matt Jackson said, yes, we talked about putting him in the Bernard the Business Bear suit. Jeremy Lambert, a writer, put Matt Jackson jokes that Batista could have been in there. However, <laughs> I'll speculate that Matt was not joking. No, he was. He because they, they also pitched putting Chris Jericho in it. <laughs> and perhaps even more famously, Kenny Omega has been in that suit That's, before. That is true. That is the thing that they often pitch. Yeah. Sometimes a, pull off. It's a it's a great idea. It's a great gag. And I wish they would have done it. I wish it could have happened. Oh, that would can you imagine the response? Oh my god, it would have been it would have blown up so huge. Guys, fightfulwrestling.com is where to be. Share our stories. That stuff really helps. Most importantly, comment on our stories, engage with us, talk to us. If I see that anybody's commented on something, I click it, I go, I respond. So do that. Help our community grow, but thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're all over the place. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sap. Follow us at Fightful Online. Until next time, guys, hell in a cell this weekend. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.